0: Another episode of Script to Screen uh, Conversations. Uh, this is the third official episode, and with me today are two people. Actually, this is the first time I have two guests: uh, both filmmaker Nick Westfall and actor Jesse Boyd. Jesse C. Boyd. Sorry. Um, <laughs> So uh, the conversation is going to be around 20 minutes. We're going to discuss Nick Westfall's latest uh, flick, Eight Slices. Um, He is an independent filmmaker, but he has an interesting strategy as to how he makes his films, uh, which is why I kind of wanted him on the show. Uh, Aside from the fact that him and I both graduated essentially from the same master's program. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of how I met Nick. Um, And then Jesse is uh, the leading uh, actor in Nick's latest film as well which is a great film. I got the chance to see it. Um, because I'm awesome. No, (laughs) because, uh, Nick wanted my opinion, my feedback and a little bit of a review. So I got to see it. Anyway, let me give both Nick and Jesse the chance to kind of give us a little background as to how they got to where they are today. Um, before we move the conversation forward. So Nick, we'll start off with you a little bit of background and then we'll switch over to Jesse.
1: Sure. Uh, I'm uh, Nick Westfall. I uh, wrote and directed this movie, Eight Slices, and my first uh, movie was called uh, Finding Home. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, a little background. I, I was an elementary PE teacher for six years, uh, decided in Brunswick County, uh, where we shot the movie uh, in North Carolina on the coast and um yeah so we we made finding home uh that's how i got my agent and uh from there it's uh, it, we made uh, this, this this little pizza movie called uh eight slices
0: <laughs> it's it's way more than a pizza movie trust me um, <laughs> uh jesse how about you
1: hi i'm Jesse e. boyd
2: and i'm in this awesome movie um i'm actually originally from north carolina which is where the movie is shot so that was really great to come back to, to the roots of where I started everything. But yeah, I grew up doing theater, um, small little town called Springs, North Carolina, and uh, just kind of been traveling up the ladder as far as I can after that, doing movies, TV, and yeah, that's me.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I checked out your IMDb page. You've had a lot of different uh, roles. You were even in uh, Netflix's Mindhunter, which was a great freaking series. Um, I mean, <laughs> hey, there are no, there, there are no small roles in 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 this industry. <laughs> I, I, everything everything is uh, everything has its purpose and its place um so nick you're okay so again eight slices is your second feature but you you have an interesting strategy as to how you go about making these films so why don't we kind of talk about that because that's always fascinated me um because you've you've done it twice and the two times has been very successful so um why don't we go ahead and, and talk about that for a little bit
1: Sure. Um, Well, first off, we should both give credit to uh, Full Sail University for our... Yeah, that
0: is a shout-out to Full Sail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, uh, so, uh, you know, um, the way way we approach a a movie, uh, my producer uh, slash wife, uh, Amber uh, Adams, is... um, She's a wife. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We... Uh, we, I mean, we, we we find a story that we can tell, um, and uh, we figure out the budget uh, that we need to be able to do that. Uh, for this movie, obviously, we needed a much bigger budget than we had for Finding Home. It's an ensemble movie, and uh, the cameras that I wanted to shoot on uh, were uh, not something we could uh, shoot on with uh, Finding Home. So, uh, for you know, and so we did Kickstarter's actually for both uh, movies. The Kickstarter for Eight Slices. Um, helped us tremendously with, with housing the cast and crew in this monster uh, beach house on Holden Beach, uh, North Carolina. Shout out to Holden Beach, um, North Carolina. I think it was Southern Charm, is that what the <laughs> place is called or something like that? Um, but yeah, <coughs> so uh, yeah, so crowdsource fundraising. Uh, we did have uh, an investor that eventually came on board uh, and that's uh, yeah. so that yeah, you know that's how we came with the movie. but I mean, the first thing first uh, was always you know what story do we want to tell and uh, for this one I had I wanted I knew that I wanted to make a movie that or I should preface this with every time I see a movie with um, one of my literary heroes like Kerouac or Wittgenstein or Schopenhauer and especially Nietzsche, uh, I wanted to make sure, uh, or I wanted to make a movie that was like that. Every time I've seen a movie with those names mentioned or their works mentioned, I, uh, I was telling Jesse earlier is that it tickles the little nerd nerve endings that I have. <laughs> so I thought that if I made a movie completely, uh, doing that, that there were, uh, there'd be a, you know, uh, a crowd of people that were like me because there has to be more people than just me that like
0: that. So, yeah, I mean that, I think for me, that was one of the most fascinating things about the film is that it wasn't just about these characters, but it was almost like these characters and their relationship with these people that were again, like those big literary names. Um, And, and again, the, the film is almost vignetted around quotes from these people, which is again, it, it kind of puts this. My, that's why when you said it's a pizza movie, I'm like, no, no, it's it's much okay. more than a pizza movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're
1: so still what was the be- marketing thing? I, you know, just, it's yeah. philosophy of pizza. I mean, essentially, is what it really really boils down to. Somehow, YouTube
0: said that it, it is a very philosophical pizza. Jesse, what was the uh, what was the experience like working on a film like this with a filmmaker and a writer like like Nick?
2: Yeah, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> Hell, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was, uh, it, was uh, it was great, honestly. Um, like I said, for me, I'm from North Carolina, and uh, to go back to there, also to go back there. It was right after Christmas. Um, I was already visiting my family there. It was nice to go to the beach. When I heard it's a movie, this we be filming at the beach for a few weeks, I was like, well, yeah, I'm in for sure already. Let me go to see. But I said, let me see. It was little did he you know It was January. So. <laughs> we actually, the first day of filming, we, uh, we were snowed in. So we didn't get to film for the first
1: day. The whole place, nope. Never been to the beach with snow before in my entire life. And it's snowed. Didn't Holden Beach has never seen ice and snow before the way they saw it the first day of production. Anyway, if there was something that could go wrong... I'm not wrong, but if there were a challenge or an obstacle that could come in our way, it came in our way uh, to make this a movie. But, in uh, the form of Frost. Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, like, this, is some, this is something that I keep telling my students all the time. Like, you can do pre-production for five years and there will still be something that could happen on set that you did not foresee right. or you did not see coming. So you can never be too, much, you know, like, too prepared. Okay. Um, I, would,
2: I think that it was a fortunate thing because we are an ensemble cast, And we were all in that house, along with a lot of crew and people. It was a big, big, big mansion with all of us there. But because of that time, we all immediately had to kind of start spending some, I want to say, quality time together. And we all had to be stuck in this scenario where we uh, really got to get right into the groove before we actually started filming. So I think it was a blessing.
0: and your character is is uh kind of like a like a like an anti-hero here he's not he's not necessarily a hero in, in the you know uh in the typical sense cuz you you do end up you know i don't I don't want to spoil anything but you do end up wanting to punch your character in the face at one point <laughs> um what was it like taking on a role like that? You know, uh, you know, cause I hear it from a lot of people. They like the more complex the role or like from actors, you know, like the more complex the role, the more uh, appetizing the character looks. So is is that kind of, is that how it applies to you as well?
2: Absolutely. And for this character, like I immediately knew um, who it was. So I had already had like an idea of once I read this, it feels like I have, so many uh, inspirations already for this because of this YouTube world, because of this uh, this world, you know, the show I'm on, Day 5, we went to the streamies in 2016 and I went there and I had no idea who these people were and it's for awards for streaming. The kid who's on the show was like, oh my god this is like the Oscars for him." He was upset. So I immediately was like, who, who are all these people? I've never even seen one of them. So I did research afterwards because I was like, I want to know. And so I had a lot of inspiration right before I started filming with this in, you know, early 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. Before that. But um, also I knew I wanted to go into it uh, with a detachment to all these people that I was working with. Because right. I had to right. have a very detachment, which was the hardest part because I, I fell in love with each one of these cast members so fastly. They are just the greatest people. And I know you say that about everything, but it's like they really truly, we had the, the best time. And um, so that was a, a, a tricky part was balancing giving them the time to be like hanging out with them but also keeping a little bit of myself at bay um during the production so
0: Nick what was it like uh, directing an ensemble cast because i mean directing as a in general directing is is quite challenging especially when you're the writer of the film as well because you're literally <laughs> i mean you can't be more exposed at this point like between the writing and then putting it on screen so what was it like working with an ensemble cast Because it's very it, it is very different than your first film right because i mean your first film you pretty much had a leading protagonist with you know uh with their story, this one, it seemed like everybody had a story to tell here and they're all so varied and so different, which is what makes the film so, so good. Um, So what was it like taking that on as a, as a filmmaker?
1: Um, Well, with, uh, you know, the the way I approach acting or the way I approach directing is going to acting school first, because you have to learn how to talk to actors. You talk to actors in a different way to talk to normal people um and and, but honestly that you know you go to acting classes as a director you go to acting classes to learn how to talk to these actors and to make adjustments to the performance and all that but the main thing that I learned is actually I learned from my wife Amber that you really a good director allows the actor to do their job and you give them the platform to do that Uh, There were, I mean, obviously there was a specific, uh, you know, uh, specific way we were going to shoot the movie that uh, required a lot of, you know, technical aspects to it. But, but honestly, uh, directing the ensemble cast uh, was was very easy because we casted really great and uh, actors that are great people beyond their talent and.
0: I have to agree on you, with you on that because the, the cast was absolutely superb, and I think I mentioned that in the review I sent you. Um, yeah. Not to mention that the cinematography was also beautiful. I mean, like you're you're literally stuck in this in this pizza shop for the majority of the film, and it's it's like the most fascinating location in the world because of the way you guys yeah. shot the film. Well, um,
1: Brad Walker for lensing the whole movie he did a great yeah, job. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: uh, pizza, uh, one of the caveats in shooting in that beautiful pizza restaurant was that uh, John Patron, who plays Silent Patron in the movie or Kafka in the movie, uh, he is the owner of this place. And the, one of the caveats in shooting there was that we had to make a movie that his three year old could see. Uh, so it's a very clean movie uh, that I think that uh, we, we said it wasn't. It's not a PG movie, but a, a family-friendly movie with
0: edge. with edge. Yeah, with edge. Um, uh, you know what? But but see, this is. I think this was one of the things as to why I like the film so much is because it was very refreshing to see a clean movie with a lot of heart. We lack these in cinema right now. I think it, the cinema's so you know the, the box office is so populated by the superhero genre or like action flicks or dark, <laughs> dark, dark movies that I feel like movies Movies like this now have a need and there's a need for films like this. Um, so, hey, you know, good for you. <laughs>
1: uh, well, the one that, oh, there, there are two, two things to that. Uh, we titled the movie Eight Slices" because we knew that it would be on the top of every distributor's list. And also too, we're premiering at Cook Thank you. Uh, we're premier We approach things from the business and the artistic right. side. But uh, you know, even at this premiere that we're doing in uh, Cucalorus Film Festival in North Carolina in November, it's we're on the we're the first movie that's listed because we have the number eight. You know, rather than right. That. Right. So so yeah, I mean, so that was a uh, that's you know, it's a very uh, intentional choice to to be able to do that. And then when you make it family friendly distributors open it. I mean, it's a four quadrant movie, right? Everybody can see it. Um, and honestly, one of the best things that happened out of this movie is when we submitted it to get our dove seal of approval, which is like a Christian family organization, uh, which is actually like the way they rate movies is, is, is harsher than the MPAA. And, um, the fact that we got the dove seal of approval, uh, was accomplishment for us. But we had a CEO, Sammy Sammons, I think is her name. I'm probably butchering her name. But she called me and it told me she she was crying at, at the end and, and how this movie needed to be shown to the younger audiences and to show uh, that there is more to life than than, than stardom and um, and fame and, and you know, empty popularity. One
0: of the... One of the strongest scenes without spoiling it, but for me, one of the strongest scenes in the movie is when a particular character looks around the restaurant and sees ah. a particular thing happening across the entirety of the clientele that is in the restaurant. it's I don't want to spoil it, but like I got chills watching that scene. I was like, "Oh, Nick, well done, well done, you know oh. like um, so real quick, what are the? future plans now? Cause um, you know, eight slices is, is, I mean, as a film it's done, but it's, it's path is still a, a long ways ahead, hopefully. Um, but as you know, apart from eight slices, what are your plans, Nick? And then Jesse, what are some things that we can look forward to seeing from you as well?
1: yeah well for uh eight slices uh we do have a theatrical distribution deal which is fantastic uh thank you uh no it's uh something you dream of uh to be able to open in that many theaters is fantastic and so right now we're in the process of promoting it in the small town uh markets that we're in uh obviously in la and new york as well um but yeah, so we're we're in the the business of uh, promotion right now. So our festival run is actually like a celebration run, which is fantastic uh, and yeah. So that's that's where we're at. Uh for me,
2: you said outside of 8 slices?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 outside of 8 slices, yeah.
2: Uh, no, you can't uh, talk about <laughs> anything <laughs> over <have> 8 slices. <laughs> To not speak of anything besides eight slices. Yeah. i chained to the chair. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, no, uh, I have. Uh, I'm really excited. Actually, I have um, Nancy Drew in the Hidden Staircase uh, is coming out next year in theaters here in the US, which I'm super excited about. Um, really great with Sophia Lillis. Uh It's going to be really fun. Female power to edgy. Great. Uh, also, another. I didn't really even
0: realize they were making another Nancy Drew. But this- okay
2: it's going to be the only one that matters. So that's the thing. Okay. (laughs) You know what? It really, it really is such a good script. When I read it, I was like blown away and it's a female director and a really strong Howard cast. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've got, um, highway men coming out on Netflix next year, which is the Bonnie and Clyde story. And, um, I know I'm missing stuff. Gotta eight slices. And then I just really shot a really great movie called avalanche, which is based off the documentary, uh, Hard, hands on a Hard Body. Which, which, is which tragic cool. story. Which also has
1: Colin Moss, who is the lead in yeah. Finding Home. Yeah. And I'm a, and a oh, good.
0: cool, cool, cool. Go Look cold. at that. Worlds colliding. Yeah.
1: They have actually worked together. Uh, Jesse and Colin Moss have worked together uh, a couple times now. Captain Leonard and three Three times. Wow. Three. We keep getting in the same
0: movies. It's great. <laughs> <That's> great. <They're laughs> we really need great to fun. find a way to get eight slices to Lebanon. This is, uh, is going to be my next mission, is to try to see which distributors in Lebanon would be interested in grabbing hold of this film and bringing it here. Because if you think oh, no, if really. you think the whole stardom thing is affecting the U.S., you should come and see it in Lebanon. It's even worse here. Everybody's oh, an influencer. <laughs> this country. It's like everybody's all of a sudden become an influencer in this country. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm super excited again, like for me, you know, seeing a, a classmate of mine who's also become a friend of mine being a successful, um, and then doing, you know, doing the hard work and, and getting it done and getting the work out there is, is absolutely Awesome. Which is why I wanted to have this conversation with you and uh, Jesse. It's always fun meeting actors and, 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 you know, specifically actors that support independent filmmakers and, love being, again, love being a part of, of film, so I want to thank you both um, I do have to, we do have to end the show now, but I can't wait to have you guys back again once the theatrical release is out, we can actually fully talk about the movie then, um and probably have a longer conversation, so thank you both for joining me today <coughs>
1: awesome Alan thank you so much and script to screen you guys are
0: awesome. <laughs> thanks <laughs> alright guys we'll see you next week for another episode of script to screen conversations take care bye right. see you buddy Allen and I am Hat Solo and together we can rule the galaxy That might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us at 3 p.m. every Friday for Script to Screen Spotlight and Saturday for the Script to Screen News Hour. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Made to be heard.